Geekscape is welcome to a brand new Geekscape. I know, I know. If you're a long-time listener, I took quite the hiatus. Uh, I took a couple weeks uh, since my last Geekscape, and uh, it's kind of a promise I, I, I said I would never uh, break with you guys. Like I, was like, I won't take too many weeks off, and um, on this one, I, I kind of did. And I, I'll admit it, I was just not only burnt out, but um, I was working my ass off. <laughs> um, if you guys keep up with Geekscape, um, here are the highlights. Uh, Gabe, uh, um, what are they? Dock of the Dead got into South by Southwest, so we've been finishing Dock of the Dead, and this is Sunday. What's today's date, Marie? It is February 9th. Okay, so it's February 9th. We literally locked Dock of the Dead today uh, in preparation for South by Southwest. And then uh, a funny thing happened in early January. Uh, uh, the Boulder International Film Festival asked me to screen a 10-year anniversary screening of Gay by Dawn, my, sh my like thesis film from uh, school, and I didn't want to show the, the normal version. I, I, I had the old film, I had a little bit of money, so I said I'm going to I'm going to go back to the original 16, rescan it, recolor it, retitle it, uh, do everything to it, and just kind of George Lucas it. I didn't add like too much George Lucas stuff. I, I did add one digital effect to a shot. Um, but, you changed um, guns into walkie-talkies? No, that's, <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that's E.T. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, but next weekend, um, I, I'm going to Boulder to screen that film. And then uh, I guess two weeks after that, we're going to Austin to screen Dock of the Dead. And, uh, and then uh, some more news while you guys are out there. In between that, I think in the late January, early, or late, late February, early March, uh, Miami Vice comes out. So we're shooting in two days for my, some parody stuff for Miami Vice. And then here's some more news. Uh, we're launching a YouTube channel with Full Screen, which is a pretty major uh, YouTube network, and they've invited Geekscape to be a part of their network. And uh, we're launching Geekscape TV, which is a YouTube channel which hasn't officially launched yet. We have a few videos up. We have a few subscribers. We have, I think, like 200,000 views already. But um, we just kind of soft launched it with a couple previews and trailers. and. Pretty soon there's going to be a lot of original content on there along with old Geekscape content and that's youtube.com slash Geekscape TV. It's a new fresh Geekscape channel on YouTube sponsored and supported by Fullscreen and they've been really awesome with us and there's some awesome stuff coming on and that is a lot of news. When is that? We, we have, we have, we, so we have Gaybud on HD that will ultimately be on the, on the Geekscape TV channel. We've got... Uh, Here are the prophecy, the fantasy thing with my brother. It will be very soon on the Geekscape TV channel. We have Doc of the Dead. Uh, we have Miami Vice, uh, which we're shooting shorts for, and those will be on the YouTube channel. And here's another thing, as if um, I'm not already hemorrhaging. Um, we're launching a TV show in the UK for Sky Channel 292 called Inside London in uh, collaboration with a company here in LA called Film On. And uh, it will be a live on the web in studio variety show, geek themed, hosted by me. And you, will, you can watch it. Uh, <laughs> the first episode literally is Wednesday the 19th. Uh, it is in a week and a half and it'll be live throughout the world on not only filmon.com uh, but on battle cam. So it'll be like nonstop trolls battle camming at me while I'm doing the show. But it'll be on television in the UK. So you geekscapists in the UK who get Sky TV channel 292, uh, you can watch the show live. Um, there, it, it, I'm sorry I missed a few weeks. I really am sorry. But, oh, I ran a marathon. 
that was fun. Yeah, but you always run marathons. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so that's, that's fine. So, you have so, like 17 so, projects going so guys, on right now. Th this is a lot of fun. So when Marie sends me emails being like, how is Marie uh, Jamora my guest for Geekscape today? Um, my, one of the filmmakers who made my one of my favorite movies of last year. Um, so when she says, Jonathan, well, how are you doing on your script? I'm still at page 60. My feature script. Okay. But, but I'm... I'm, I'm Every you were on page 30 the last time we talked. Yeah, so yeah. That was so so I, I, trust me, I am writing on my feature script, and the goal is to have it finished at South By so that I can have a feature script at South By. That's that's uh, March 7th. So, so Can you do it? Yeah. It won't be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be pretty, but... Um, it'll, it'll be draft one. Yeah, it'll be one of those scripts where if anybody at South By is interested, you then hurriedly go, go back and clean it up for like a week before you send it to them. You know how it is? Yeah, totally. Of course you know how it is. Guys, uh, no, no, more, no more waste in here. You guys have missed us, maybe. Uh, and it's been almost a month since you saw us. So um, here's, here's a, the new Geekscape. My guest is Marie Jamora, who's a friend of mine from, from film school. We went to film school together. She was a, a year behind me, but man, she is so far ahead of me as far as career goes. She made this film. I, I'm not gonna be able to pronoun pronounce the uh, the Filipino version of the, the name. How do you pronounce it? Ang Nawawala. Uh, what? Ang Nawawala. Okay, she made this, mo this movie. You don't have to say it in called, Filipino. There is uh, an English no, title. No, it's like an Ewok. Well, the English title <laughs> is, uh, what, isn't is there? what Isn't There. But um, she made this movie, and I watched it last year. It premiered at, at Slam Dance, and then it, it did a screening here in L.A., and I went, and I got to tell you, it's my, I, and I've said it before, my favorite film from any of us who went to Columbia together. It's my favorite movie, that any of us who went to Columbia together. And keep in mind, Jennifer Lee just did Frozen. Oh, wow, Jesus. Uh, James uh, just did Spectacular Now, yeah. which I haven't seen, so maybe, oh, it'll, maybe, yeah, maybe you it'll can't. top you. This is but, not, yeah, it's totally but, not um, uh, I gotta tell you, th your movie's amazing, and I want the Geekscapers to be able to see it, so you better hurry up and put it up on BitTorrent. <laughs> because Listen, uh, we're, I'm Filipino and we're really notorious for uh, torrenting so right. it won't be up on torrents because we're, we, we are pirates so we know exactly how that not to happen but we will release it we were trying to find a way to do uh, VOD and uh, um, uh, Blu-rays and DVDs within the year here in the US Yes. Is, is it is it being distributed in, in the Philippines at all? No, we have also it hasn't been distributed anywhere. Nowhere, because we don't want it to be pirated, so we haven't released it ourselves yet. Wait, really? Yeah. So that is why you it's haven't distributed it because you don't you didn't figure out how to the counter piracy. Uh, we yes, because the minute we do, we release it on DVD, it's that's it's over. Like, so what what we want to do is we want to come up with the ultimate sort of Blu-ray edition that has everything. Yeah. And people will pay for it, and then if it gets uh, pirated, at least people who really care about the movie would have bought it. And so have, what's and they taking have so long with that? Um, people have to, that's content, a lot of content of like all our editions, all the behind the, like behind the scenes stuff. And Are uh, you responsible for making all that stuff? Um, maybe responsible for heading it. And I'm here, and I... Oh, you got to be back in the Philippines. You're here in the States. Yeah, all do you like, really have to be back in the Philippines to do all that stuff? Like, we're living in a digital age. Come on. We are living in a digital age. I left all the hard drives. There. I actually could uh -oh. be working on it right now. But I left all the hard drives in Manila like a, like a freaking idiot. 
Um, Do you have anybody in Manila who could back up the hard drives and send you copies of the hard drives here so you could at least send them back like media managed files or like... It's very you know possible. What I mean? like you could send them back like XML files, like edit decision list files. Mm. EDLs, I mean. You could send them back EDLs and they could edit to I your ideas. I think so. Because I think um, my producer had to do that, the head of post-production had to do that anyway for our cinematographer, Ming Kai Leung, who's also from Colombia. He wanted to recolor correct the whole film because he's unhappy with how it looks. He still wants to recolor correct yes. the whole film. He doesn't even want me to show it in New York because we're going to New York next month and I want to make a screening and he doesn't want to show it because he's not happy with the look That's of it. That's how I felt about Gay by Dawn, but in my defense, I couldn't afford... I mean, keep in mind, 2004, when I made the movie, we telecined it. Okay. And we telecined it and dumped it to a beta. And then the beta went into an Avid. Yep. Because I was working on, like, a TV show. Uh, we were kind of editing off hours on the Avid for the TV show. And they knew we were doing it. But then the TV show wrapped, and we had to dump it out of the Avid. And we dumped it to DV. So it went from, like, 24 frames to 29. Oh, man, yeah. So there was all these weird, like, pseudo frames that yep. were in there. And, and then it's interlacing, too. Crazy interlacing. Yeah. And then... Um, and then it ended up on like a DV tape, which got transferred to a beta for festivals. It looked like mud. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I know exactly how it looks because like, my thesis looks like that. It went through exactly the same it process. It looks like mud. And then next to, I mean, we spent, I spent well over a thousand dollars to get it rescanned to HD. I think it's worth it. Totally worth it. And like the night and day comparison is crazy. You have to release that, like the little split screen thing uh, and show. I, I have a picture that I that I sent to like like uh, Derek, who writes for us, and a few people. And literally, like, when I was telling my my wife was like, well, "Why are you paying for this again?" And I said, "Sweetie, like you know how there's like trees in the movie. Now you'll be able to see that they have leaves on them, like individual <laughs> leaves." And uh, you should do a thing that they do in behind like, the I scenes gasped. where when they I saw it, I was like, wipes, <gasps> where like they, they you show like the wipe from your old thing. Uh, yeah, one. but then I think maybe you're just making a much ado about a movie called Gay by Dawn. <laughs> and it's like, you know what we're gonna do on the on the new YouTube channel? We're gonna post Gay by Dawn HD. We're going to post um, like a little short making of. Yeah. And then if I shoot anything, I'm going to Boulder this weekend to premiere the, the HD version. Uh, and, and, and they're awesome because they've been like supporters of the movie for like nine years. <laughs> and, uh, and, we're, and, I'm, you know, and if I shoot anything there, probably not like the q and I don't know who's going to film that for me. But, um, but you know, like uh, maybe I'll shoot the weekend. I don't know. But I'll put that up on the channel too. If you have a GoPro, you can just set it up. Yeah, yeah, well, I have an iPhone. Uh, you know what? I could get the GoPro. I could get George's GoPro. Yeah, I think it's up. totally worth the to catalog it. Yeah. The Q and A. If it's if it's a bad Q and A, then you just yeah. never <laughs> surface it. But what if, what if something happens? So, um, so Marie made my, one of my favorite movies from last year. It was on my top. I think it had a thirteen on there. I just couldn't I couldn't whittle it down any past thirteen. There was a lot of good movies, and um, uh, so this movie will come out. We got to figure out how to do this drive thing. Like what, what do you the, mean? The like the drives. Ryan Gosling? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, we got to figure out how to do the hard drive thing. Yeah, definitely. So you can finish your movie and get out the Blu-ray thing. Because I feel what you're saying. It's like, you're right. Once it's out there, it's pirated. It is so hard to make money as an indie filmmaker that, like, that's really who piracy affects. Yeah. On, like, a huge level. Because you got, I, I guess we don't have the pocketbooks to take a hit. Like yeah. maybe maybe a studio does, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like um, I used a lot of my own personal like inheritance from my parents for the movie. Is there piracy insurance at like a studio level? Do you think? Do you think like a studio oh. can write off piracy? Do you think a studio, you know, like a Warner Brothers or something, when like I'm sure Dark they figured Rises, something out by now. Like, because I, I, I just I just thought of it, and I was like, we definitely don't have that as indie filmmakers. So even if they do have some kind of like way to to buffer the effects of piracy, 
we definitely don't. Yes. You know? So, I mean, um, I'm also like, also like, I mean, I'm not like, oh, my film is so great, people are going to pirate it. No, no, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I am. Your film is so great. I will pirate it myself. <laughs> I have a copy. <laughs> I just want people to see it. You screened it for a couple of our Columbia classmates. I did. On Friday. How, what did they think? Did they now realize why I call it the, the my favorite movie done by a Columbia filmmaker? Actually, I'm not sure how that screening went because, um, like, it was at a weird time. It was at 3 p.m., so uh -huh. the majority of people were at work. That's what I was wondering. I was like, why did you screen your movie I at didn't. 3 p.m.? I didn't. I mean, Sean, like, our friend Sean, he actually had to book time at the studio, and it was at his, um, like, a screening room where an editor works. And right. I think it was like, the only time that... He was available, or that room was free, and then um, I, I couldn't. I'm not the person to be like, well, I'm so happy that you guys. Can you guys to, give me 7 p.m.? Yeah, can you give uh, me like the peak hours? Like, I mean, yeah. So I, I didn't want to do that. Um, maybe I, I want to maybe have another screening with. That but a couple team. people came, right? Yeah, like around five people okay. came, which is like okay, but like at the same time. Is your screening room any good? It was very. It was amazing. Yeah. It was like it was a very big screen. I've it was almost there. as big as Slam Dance, like the screen. And then the sound was great. Is it the room with the couches and everything in it? Yeah, it's like three couches yeah. and like it has good sound. Yeah, we watched stuff. Sean's movie in there. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's a it was a nice screening yeah. room. Um, but uh, you know that thing where you show it to an audience who's abnormally quiet, like just more quiet. <laughs> you just than usual? can't read. You can't read them. You can't read them, and like you can hear like a <laughs> I make, slight. I make comedies. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. And then so. <laughs> So I was a little scared, and then at the end of it, everyone had to go to like a meeting or whatever. So what? I mean, like Sean had so a meeting with his the composer. Hell out. I mean, well, we we talked a little bit, but you know that thing where I showed it to also uh, some other of her friends, Harry and Javier. I love them. And then um, they were really like they went to the heart of it. They were they were talking about other yeah. things like plans for it and stuff. But these guys were so like. I couldn't read them. They were just talking about s specific scenes, and then other people just didn't talk about it. So but they give you notes like you're still going to edit the movie? No, Javier did that. Like, yeah, it's like, but, what, like, dude? The movie's done. <laughs> I was just like, ah, kind of late. It's been a year. Yeah. But, uh, but so I actually feel that they didn't like it. So that's my feeling. Well, call them out. Ask them if they actually liked it or I'm not. I'm scared of the no. Like, I'm scared of them being like, yeah, I kind of suck. <laughs> well, tell them they're wrong. <laughs> I can't tell I'm, I'm, No, I'm telling you right now. Ang Dwala Lollipop is like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That should be a t-shirt. Ang Dwala Lollipop? Yeah. It's a pretty, I mean, that's what I'm going to call that's it. A, that's our merch uh, division, candies coming out. Yeah. You, you know, in Geekscape, you should have seen Marie like really like militantly go around festivals, like at Slam Dance. And then when I saw her at the uh, Pan uh, Asian Film Festival here in LA, she had like a stand and she was selling like, records and like stickers and cds and from Pins, the music yeah. well i mean it, it fit because the music uh, the music is such like an, an important part of the film but um i thought it was awesome you had you were like complete merch you had like a like an indie rock merch <laughs> thing going on so marie tell me because uh I, I didn't know this until today actually you posted a story that uh you had written a story for a, f a paper back in the philippines about uh, I think I was already gone from school, but you were taught by Philip Seymour Hoffman a directing the actors class at Columbia. Yes. He came in and, and directed and in, in taught a class directing the actors. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. I had no idea. He, you had no idea he even taught in Columbia? Or? No idea. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did. It was just after Punch Drunk Love, and uh, P.T. Anderson had recently screened there. Also. I remember that screening. Okay. Yeah, there I remember that. Like, I remember that, was... that screening. He and he came and screened Punch and Club for and us. And Adam Sandler Punch came in. I remember. Yeah. And then um, I think that was probably the semester before, because when we came back from the summer, that's when uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman taught. And he taught you directing the actors? Yes. 
and like we were 12 in the class there were 12 of you guys and like what was that like especially now that like he is tragically gone but uh what what uh, I, i'm like i'm at a loss but like what is that what was that even like what, what was going through your head when you found out I, I was devastated, really. Like, I had, uh, I, I think I had opened my Twitter feed, and then, of course, you see that one tweet that just says, like, hashtag rest in peace, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I just, I was like, what? And then, of course, you Google it, mm -hmm. and then you find out. And when, when I found out, I was just a wreck. I just, um, I just kind of mourned him the whole day. I just right. couldn't do much. I, could, I was editing something, I was having a hard time working because, um, I had just expected to see him until he was a hundred. You know, right? Like you expect him to be like a De Niro or like a like a you know what I mean? Like have like a De Niro type career where yeah. it's like a respected actor goes through his twenties, his thirties, his forties, fifty, sixty, you know, and he just kind of has that trajectory. And he very much was that kind of actor who would do that. Yeah, and you and I was excited to see what kind of work he would do at an older age and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So it was just something that you never would have expected. And, and um, so I was a little, I was really devastated. And then my my sister, who works, it was a national paper. My sister works at the national paper, and she, she, she saw I had posted a few tweets about it. I was really, really sad. And then um, she, she asked me if I could write about him. And then uh -huh. that was pretty. I, I was very. At first, I was reluctant um, because I didn't want to be like, oh, guess what? I'm coming out of the woodwork. Uh, who, who am I to to, to do this thing? But mm -hmm. I, I had realized that I had. I really that class really helped me as a director in gen, like definitely in because I was I had always been afraid of talking to actors especially right. like big actors and always like kept them at a distance and even if our acting professors in Colombia taught us uh, good tools and how to talk to actors you really didn't the application was not there yet for right. me so having him come into class such a one-on-one -on -one level uh, really uh, I thought leveled me up in terms of courage uh, and having to like having the drive to make your work better because you want to you want to impress somebody you right know? you want to impress him uh so so there and then um so i i recounted a few of my favorite uh moments in class uh i had take i had taken uh really detailed notes when i was at his class i literally almost every word that came out of his mouth i right. was like scribbling it down you still have those notes yeah they're in manila and i wish right. i if you i was there i would have understood manila Hmm? Quit leaving shit in Manila. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't know he was gonna, you know, yeah. pass away. And but safe, you know. Right. And I wanted to like. No, check it's not. It out. That place gets hit by hurricanes every fucking month. <laughs> My room's on the third mind? floor. It's like Typhoon <laughs> City. It's like, oh, don't worry. I left it in a Typhoon Alley. I, don't worry. <laughs> I left it in a very water, non-waterproof place. Yeah, are you out of your mind? <laughs> don't worry, it's safe. <laughs> Everything's underwater every month. Yeah, so I, I, th I wanted to like dig that up and and try to. Um, go through more of the stuff because what right. I had recounted was more of my personal experience mm -hmm. my what I couldn't erase from my mind but the the real he was, he was very specific about his process especially when he was starting out acting uh -huh. I remember he was talking about Scent of a Woman and um, it was his first real acting role I didn't, yeah I've never seen it but yeah oh it, it's fun I really yeah. like that movie and he played sort of a sleazy character but he gets his comeuppance but he said that who has to he has to go through this is spoilers but hello it's a yeah, movie yeah. in the, the late the early nineties yeah um, the, he, there's a trial where he has a father and then he's against Chris O'Donnell and Al Pacino so he's just there 
in this uh, school trial, and his face is like has his permanent wincing expression. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he had he explained his thought process behind it. He was like, "I didn't know what I was doing. I never acted before. So I just imagined what was it like having my father." screaming in my ear for 24 hours <laughs> and that's like the face right. that he was just had in the last so was he a method guy or like what like would you say i mean that, that's not method though right like the method would be actually having your father scream at you for 24 <laughs> hours so. like, was it, like 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 he just he just knew how to get himself into a mindset did he help you yeah. just get actors into that mindset and yeah and like those kind of like role play tools or those kind of what if tools where you're like okay actor what if your father was screaming at you for 24 hours and just think out of the box because like that's a crazy thing to think it's like yeah like where would you even come up with that right where, where would you even come up with that is that kind of like where he was leading you guys to like kind of think out of the box and yeah definitely and it, it was great because he i'd would... be afraid like an actor would look at me like i was fucking crazy <laughs> you know what i mean like what well, but if you said it in a way that made sense, and right. it, it was it was inherently because actually the the father thing made sense. It wasn't just out of nowhere because his father is right next to him during the trial. Okay, and he's this big shot guy. So I guess he used the character of his like his character of being under the shadow of his father, trying to be a bully at school, and then just used it into his like in his posture and and his decisions right. during that part. Um, he, I remember he was talking about, let's say, a football coach, and he'd right. say, like, a lot of people act like stereotypes. Like, mm -hmm. what is a stereotypical football coach? But mm -hmm. they don't ever ask the questions of why people think that. Um, why, Wait, how has that yeah. become a stereotype? And to break it down and to have a genuine, real person. Instead of just a stereotype. Yeah. And then and, and more like better stuff than that. Like, I want to read these notes. Yeah, I know. I really, I just wanted my like. I was thinking of having my sister scan them for me, but it's like this thick, so I don't know. It's yeah. Like uh, well, why not? I mean, you guys because have my like, sister's got better stuff to do in her life than scanning notebooks for me. You got better stuff to do too, and you're not doing it with this movie. You got to put the movie out with the bonus extras. <laughs> I totally have to do that. I'll be back in Manila in April. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Right. So uh, I was planning to start on that. You, uh, so so you and I went to see that last Hunger Games together. Yes, we did. Hunger Games catching fire, catching fire. Yes. Did, did you? No, Mockingjay. Ma I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. You what, want, Mocking, just Hunger <laughs> Games one or two or three? Yeah, I didn't read the book. You and I went to see number two. Yeah, two. And did you see that? I mean, obviously Philip Seymour Hoffman's yeah. into. Did you see what they were gonna do for number three? Because he was, he was, he, he only had seven. Had, scenes like he shot wait, wait, yeah, he it? shot a lot of it but now he he had a little bit left over yeah and they were going to digitally what him. i mean obviously maybe they have an actor and they skin the actor with his thing but but now the technology they were going to have philip seymour hoffman digitally put into the movie i think on another actor okay and obviously like have they chosen that actor yet I don't know. Like they, don't know. they choose Robin Williams or something. No, but like, kidding. yeah, um, that, I read that. I read that the other day. That was like, okay, now that I mean, they still have to finish. I totally forgot that he was in that Hunger Games. Movie. I know he had seven shooting days left. Yeah, exactly. He had like a week left, oh, and they were like, okay, if it had been like a longer period, we would have had to probably recast. But with seven days left, we're gonna go digital on this thing. Okay. So maybe he dies in the book. I don't know. Like. Like, I don't know. Isn't there another Hunger Games in there? Like a I think this is the last one, though. 
Oh, it isn't is? It, isn't I don't know. Book? I heard it was supposed to. I, I'm sorry, Geek. I don't know guy, anything. No, no, no. I, I have not read the, the That's what, books. Their Geekscape is not underage girls. Like yeah, it's true. Girls, I am like, a girl. I just had no interest in reading them. <laughs> I just well, like watching exactly them. You're not exactly a young adult. I am actually not young. Um, so <laughs> so let's talk about, uh, you know, what's funny is we, we, so we say that, then both of us went to see the Lego movie this weekend. <laughs> if we can Come segue on, from man. sadness. I'd watch it like five more Yeah, times. if we can segue from sadness to happiness. Um we went to see the Lego movie this weekend, and that is a happy, happy movie. Is that is it like a near-perfect children's movie? Yes. I can 100% say it's yes. Near-perfect adult movie? Yes. <laughs> I really love it. I, I, I think it's astounding. I can't believe how good they made that movie. Right. I did it had not. No, it had no right being that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm going to show it to you later, but um, yesterday we were at Disneyland, and we had seen a guy with a Lego bag. And you saw made... that Lego thing on downtown Disney. They had that Lego store in downtown yeah. Disney. It's probably making some serious cash. Oh, my weekend. God. There are a jillion people there. And I, like, we ran there, and then I bought the Back to the Future DeLorean. And we How assembled much is that? It. It's like, it was it was like thirty bucks. That's not bad. It's not. It was like I couldn't. That was so there was like there's a DeLorean set Lego which we talked about on the site. We've we've we actually posted about the Lego DeLorean. I set found on the site. it. It was like it was almost, it was almost sold out, and it was just I, my budget was like forty dollars. I was like I can't buy anything over forty dollars. You bought the DeLorean Lego the Lego DeLorean. Yeah, set. we assembled it last Comes night. Comes with Marty and Doc. Yep, and and they have two faces. If your budget was sixty, you could have gotten me one too. Yeah, Next it was time, it baby. was for it was almost forty each, so eighty. But okay. yeah, they and guess what? It's not just the DeLorean for Back to the Future. They give you the enough pieces to make it for two and three. What do you mean? You can you can reassemble some pieces and 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 make, turn into the train from at the end of three. <laughs> well, it's not really the train, but it has the has the red wheels of three, yeah. and then it has the extra garbage like remember yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, garbage yeah. like they have banana that banana peel in it. Yeah. yeah. They didn't put give it a banana peel, but they made that thing. So wow. it's totally worth it. It's three DeLoreans, technically. If you buy it three times, you can assemble all three DeLoreans and have it in your house. And you got that in downtown Disney? Yeah, I did. And then, uh, so, so the Lego movie. And there's really not much to talk about beyond the fact that it's just ecstatically fun. Yeah. You know? It's the best I, it, it's commercial It's really ever. tight. It, awesome. it's a, it's a, I mean, it, it reminded me so much of the Toy Story movies. Yeah. Uh, in just the way that it was, it was tight and it had a great message about individuality and da 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 da. Um, that I think it's always good for kids to hear. Um, <laughs> here, here, but but these are my thoughts walking out of the movie. Okay. And I immediately took them to Twitter. <laughs> the Lego Movie has more Batman in it than The, the Dark Knight <laughs> Rises. <laughs> I read that and I agree. No, no, no. If you go by minutes, the Lego Movie literally has more Batman oh my God. in it. Then the Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight <laughs> Rises had Batman in it for like eight minutes. Yeah, I, I did Lego not like that movie. The Lego movie had a ton of Batman. In it. Uh, yeah, and they used him amazingly. And he was a pretty faithful Batman. He was a yes. dick, and he cheated. And he has like, I thought his character was very like he had levels to his character yeah. as Batman. Quote unquote, yeah, levels. Level, yeah, yeah, you know, like he had hobbies. You know, yeah. he had things that he. <laughs> I, he had I thought, interests. Yeah. No, it, it was awesome. It was a, it's like not a bad Batman movie. No, not, bad, not at all, actually. Not a bad JLA movie. Yeah, you know? totally. Because you also have Batman, you have Superman, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman in yep. it, too. In The Flash? 
No, I, well, they they show him, but I don't think yeah, I don't think he had. But a they line. had Jonah Hill as as and Channing Tatum. And Channing Tatum as Superman. It was just the whole movie is fun. Liam Neeson, I didn't know was in the movie. He plays good cop, bad cop. I, and he's awesome. You couldn't hear that no, like no, that uh, Aslan voice. I, I didn't know he was in it before I. Yeah, I heard, me too. Yeah, I didn't know and then, he was then, in then, it. He, then he was awesome. Not only did he do a great job of bad cop, he did good cop, and then he played his parents. Like he, it was just fun hearing him. He was his him. parents. Yeah, it was just fun hearing him make funny impersonations. Oh my god, I didn't know that. That's amazing. I think Liam Neeson for all the takening in bad accenting <laughs> and wolf He's fighting, a great comedian. He's probably a fucking awesome, hilarious guy to hang out with. Oh yeah. Have you seen him in uh, Life's Too Short? Yes. That was hilarious. That's that Ricky Gervais like produced show with uh with with the dude who played Wicket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Warwick Davis. Warwick and, Davis. And, and, Willow. and uh, Liam Neeson is like in the first episode, I think. And he's and he talking does the about, thing about AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, the guys, Google that. The Life's Too Short on uh, on YouTube. Go to YouTube. That's where I saw it. I saw it on YouTube. Uh, Liam Neeson, Life's <laughs> Too Short. It's hilarious. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to spoil some of the stuff that happens towards the end of the movie. Yeah. But it's, I'm still trying to get my head around it because I'm not totally into it. You're not it. sold? Not totally sold. But I don't want to go into specifics because I don't want the Geekscapes to be spoiled for yeah. one of the movies that is one of the most fun movies they're going to experience this year. Yes. Not totally sold. I, I'm i not giving anything it. away, but I, I'm surprised. And I, at first, like, as it was happening, I was like you. Yeah. And then I just, at, by the end of it, I was like, you know what? I can't think of a better way they could have written that. Like, I think that I was, because for yeah. me, it brought a very 1980s movie Nest to it. I don't know. I don't, there was something very 80s to it. I compared it to The Princess Bride when I talked about it. I compared you know, it. You know, that's I a very it, good comparison. I compared it to The Princess Bride, but The Princess Bride had a more consistent framing device. Yeah. But that is all we will say on that. Yeah. Already, we're trying <laughs> to give it away. That's, that's yeah. We're already we're starting to be a little dangerous. Uh, but we like danger here on Geekscape. I thought Charlie Day. I didn't know he was in it. I thought that's he was That's the only so time funny. I've ever liked Charlie Day. <laughs> I, I like Charlie Day. I had no idea I liked Charlie him. Day. And I was, he was just, awesome. He, I was like, it was laugh out loud, funny. I don't like 3D, and right. I thought that it was a very well executed 3D movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would watch it again on 3D. Um, here, they have a deal where you, if you watch it and you have a Stubbs card in AMC, you get a free Lego figurine. Um, our friend Andy. I do, yeah, you, you get, I do have a Stubbs card, but I did not go to AMC. Yeah, you have to go to a specific one. You have to go to the one on CityWalk. Yeah, and then we got the leg. I'll show it to you. It's a DJ, a uh, robot DJ. Well, they were giving out two of the main character in some of them. Oh. What was the name the main character? Uh, that's even better. Um, uh, Emmett? Emmett. But it got, the music's great. The effects are great. As Marie said, it's a great 3D movie. It, this is literally gravity for kids because you are going to yeah. be freaking out at this movie. <laughs> well, and also for adults, too, because I do it think... Was fun. Like, the minute that it ended... I, I grew up with Legos, right. but in the Philippines, I mean... They all washed away, right? No, but in the Philippines in the 80s, rebels? it was... Rebels, yeah, that's totally what happened to us. Rebels from the jungle? Yeah, we, we, would, uh, we would rob people. We oh would boy. take a white people hostage and... No, no, no. We would... Um, they were all imported from the states by my family. They were all hand-me-downs. Illegal Legos? Um, no, it was imported, like you know, because like my my uncle Where'd lived you get in these Detroit. Legos. They fell off a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, or they were like, yeah, hand-me-downs from other kids, and then it just came to me, and then I never had a complete set. It was just all jumbled up. And it was just the most joyous thing that I could ever watch. Like, I am actually right. angry at these filmmakers because they just did such a good job with it. Well, you know, like it was the people from Clone High. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah. and cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Yeah, which and, I really love. And the writing is just so tight. Yeah, that was really like the right. First off, like you can't go anywhere. You can do all the amazing effects you want, but the writing has to be tight. And the writing was tight. Yeah. And then everything from it just kept that level of quality. The writing was awesome. Yeah. And you know how they did it? Um, supposedly, they didn't do it traditionally like animated where you have it written and then the actors come in, they try it, you animate to it, and then you char start making adjustments, have the actors come back. Everybody got in the room together and just improvised together. Oh, is that what they did? That's what Laura was telling me. Oh, that Like Elizabeth Banks, who plays the romantic interest, and yeah. uh, Chris Pratt, who was the main character, and all these people. They were all together improvising. And they kind oh. of not just did the script, which there was a script, but then they improvised they around made the it script, better because and they took those little sound snippets and added things. I mean, like Charlie Day's character, the spaceman, like probably had some amazing improvisations that yeah. were there. And of course, you have Will Arnett as Batman. <laughs> you know he's going to be improvising all over the map. That's true. It was pretty awesome. And then of course, there, well, there's Will Ferrell as the bad guy. Yeah, so you can't like you can't just like rein him down. You just set Will Ferrell free. He was funny, and I also love just the way they integrated. Morgan Freeman. Not just, not just Morgan. Well, Morgan Freeman was a part of it, and that's what I think about, but how they integrated Legos that we remember yeah. f in the history of Legos. Yeah. You know, how there were different worlds. They were all the old play sets. And what I also loved is that I'm a huge fan of the Lego video games. Yes. I have finished. I'm not a gamer by any chance, but I finished, like, Lego Star Wars, like Lego Indiana Jones. I have finished Lego Batman. Like, all these, like, things. And then oh, I yeah. I heard Frank, Fred Ngonis tells me that Marvel, Leg, Lego Marvel, uh, the Marvel Lego game that came out last year, is uh -huh. the, was the game of the year. <laughs> really? It, it, it's soon, you know, I'm going to play it as soon as I get some time. Uh, but can I play it with you? <laughs> absolutely. Come over. Yeah, that'll we'll be play freaking it. What awesome. What do you want, PS3 or Wii U? You tell I, me. I was playing it on the Wii. I don't care. PS, I also played it on PlayStation, uh, my PSP, okay. so any. Okay, when I get, I think he's going to give me the, uh, I think, I think I'm going to get the PS3 version. Great, because I was frustrated with Come the... Come on over. I was frustrated with the iPad Harry Potter. It was just no, very difficult to just do those one movements. I don't have another PS3. And I was trying the Lord of the Rings on the iPhone. It's also really difficult. I want oh. all those buttons, so... Um, I got to tell you real quick, one of my positives, and we'll segue to Legos, uh, we'll go hardcore. Uh, <laughs> Geekscape is, if you're not watching True Detective on HBO, you are missing out on w some of the best performances, best writing, and one of the coolest crime series, miniseries, uh, they've put on television in a while. If you're, if you're looking for something to really, like, get you through the months before uh, Game of Thrones and while Walking Dead is only once a week, uh, use HBO Go if you have it. Um, and watch the true, like True Detective with Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey. It is incredible, like Who's crime a stuff. On that? I don't know, but he's a genius. <laughs> I should remember it because his name is on the titles, and the title sequence is incredible too. But um, it's just so well done. It takes place over the span of fifteen years. Wow! And yeah, yeah. the makeup job that they did to de-age Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey is incredible. And it is so. Do you think it's, it's makeup, or do they do that thing yeah, when they do yeah, it in fringe yeah, where they no, like no, no, erase no. stuff? They do, I don't know, but but it looks like a. It's kind of like a seventies noirish, but it's set ninety five in modern day. Nice. So it is. Um, it, I think it, it's just such an incredible show, and it, and, it, and Laura and I have been uh, loving every episode. How we, many episodes? We've watched have three. On? I think there's going to be eight total. But so true, but right true detective is the, okay. the show you guys got to be watching okay, on TV. Watch. It is so incredible. Uh, and we watched the Super Bowl over at Sean's with James uh, and Mike Connor, some people we went to school with. But 
uh, and James Ponsolt, um, and we were, and I was like, guys, are you guys watching True Detective? And the entire room was like, yes, that, that movie. I mean, that that show is that show's better than anything that was Oscar nominated last year. <laughs> and I loved a ton of the Oscar nominees, but True Detective is incredible. That's amazing. Just the dialogue between Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey's characters, just listening to the dialogue, is phenomenal. Okay, that's and, it. I'm, I'm watching it tonight. I'm sorry. Laura has me chuckling, and she's like, she's like, they're talking about a murder. I'm like, I know, but I'm laughing because <laughs> the dialogue is so much fun to listen to, and these characters are so incredibly well written that this is just a blast. That's great. You know, if you guys like comics like Criminal or any of those like Brian Azzarello comics, or um, you know, if you like it's a good crime story, this is the this is just the show and if you don't like any of that stuff and you just like really well made television or storytelling then this is the show um speaking of which i wanted to tell you guys uh we'll just talk a little bit of news paul bettany is the vision we all knew that jarvis from the iron man movies was either going to become ultron or become the vision or both uh but uh you know now we know it. Jarvis, who has been voiced by Paul Bettany for all three Iron Man movies and the Avengers, is now going to be the Vision in Joss Whedon's Avengers 2 Age of Ultron, which I'm excited about. Whether or not that segues itself into Ultron, we know that he's not going to be Ultron because James Spader is going to be Ultron. But um, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. And if it's Blacklist James Spader, then I think it's perfect for Ultron. You know what I mean? Because he's supposedly like creepy on the Blacklist. I haven't seen an episode. I would see but it, but if it's like less than zero James Spader, that would be great. <laughs> I think we have more, li- more likely uh, less than zero Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but yeah, Paul Bettany, you know, as the Vision will be pretty awesome. And he, now he gets to show his face, not just do VO in some of the biggest movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he finally gets to like show himself. Uh, that was huge news. Um, and then, obviously, like we, it's been a while since we've done a Geekscape, but we got to talk about the costumes from X-Men Days of Future Past. People are hardcore on these costumes. They do not like the Quicksilver costume. He looks like a rave kid from Club 54. <laughs> but um, we just got to see it in context. You know what? Like He looks – I think it looks silly, too. But you know what, guys? There was a Jonathan London who, in 99, hit the Internet – saw those original X-Men costumes and lost his mind. It was probably on an Ain't It Cool News message board <laughs> being like, this is bullshit. Where are the yellow? Where's the blue? Whatever this man. Like, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is this crap? And you know what? When I was sitting and watching X-Men in the theater, uh, I loved it. And you say what you will about the Storm or whatever the X-Men movie is. They would say what you will about that first X-Men movie. But until that point, None of us thought that could have been done, especially to that level. And it got done to that level. Love it or hate it, it got done to a level you never thought it was going to get to. And now we've got, and then X2, yeah. which, I mean, is a really good movie. And, you know, the X-Men movies, what they are is what they are. But you know what? If you start dissing the costumes based on stills, you don't get the context of how these characters move and how those, char- and how those costumes look on the screen. You know what I mean? But I, I get Quicksilver wearing goggles. Otherwise... Your eyes will dry up and f- get pushed out of the back of your head because you're you're running at like super speed. So whatever, I am down with I, I'm down with it. I'm not down with the look, but uh, again, let's just hold your horses on the on the criticism. Uh, wait until you see that thing move. Uh, it's crazy how many comic book movies are coming. I, I, you know, we're gonna blink and Captain America is gonna be upon us. You know, I think that's March or April. I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be great. I love the first one. I know a lot of people have problems with mm-hmm. it. I really loved it. I, I love movies that make me feel like a kid again. Yeah. 
Yeah, like it has this like, like a very um, idealistic, like as I say again, 80s vibe to it, but with a well, Joe Johnson. Yeah, that's why I, mean, I, I think, think that's Joe Johnson had a part of that. You know what I mean? Doing the Rocketeer, then doing, you know. There were some story things that I thought would have been nicer in Captain America regarding Bucky's character. But oh, yeah. you know what? Ten years ago, did we think we were going to get movies of this caliber with the Marvel characters? No. Yeah. You know, anybody who remembers like the uh, like the um, 91 Captain America, which I have on DVD. <laughs> I have like a really nice DVD that, that, that Shout Factory put out of the, of the, <laughs> the sailing or uh, Captain America. Anybody who remembers that, dude. We're happy with the Captain America. We got. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime you guys want to like talk about it, come over to my house and we will watch the 1991 Captain <laughs> America where the Red Skull is Italian and uh, everything. And he's got rubber ears, <laughs> not not rubber wing tips on his helmet. He doesn't. Really ha- he definitely has that. He had rubber human ears on his. What's helmet What's wrong with his well. normal ears? They were under the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, wait. They couldn't figure out how to cut a hole and put the <laughs> actor's ears through the helmet. In the 90s, too. So they put you would the think. rubber ears on the helmet. Uh, it is just insane. Um, is that where he's, like, biking? He's biking. Right? No, that's in the 70s. Oh, that's the 70s, 70s he's, he's got biking. the He's got a motorcycle <laughs> helmet. Yeah. Um, see, Marie knows her stuff. She just doesn't know it, like, to the point like we do, where it's, like, encyclopedic. We know exactly what the issue number is. Oh, or, I don't yeah. know that. Um, but she, she she has the collection of pop culture, usually probably from her mass amounts of piracy from the Philippines. Yes. Where she's like, oh, you know, found it in some market. had, like, some weird cover on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's in a Betamax tape that, you know, the, the, the like, it's, like, magic markered on and stuff. Taped off the TV. We That's how I watch TV. Well, we, okay, give me an estimate on when one of my favorite movies from last year is going to be re- released on Blu-ray. Is it, it's within the year of... Within 2014, you think? I, w- I yeah, I you want it within Agna the year. You think Agnawala Lollipop is going to be released <laughs> in 2014 yes. on Blu-ray? I, I have made a... Or at least VOD. Yes. I w- I've made a promise. I, I really want it to, to be released who? within the year. It's, it's, it's a good promise. To who? It's, to who? We, ah, to people on the Facebook and, and to, to Geekscapist. To Geekscapist. Yeah. Uh, and it's now on the internet. Yeah. 2014. It was within such a year. great, poignant movie about like that one first love that got you through like a like a life-altering moment in, in or summer, and then against the backdrop of like the music. Like, and, like an the indie music, rock scene. The indie rock scene of like your hometown. Of course, coming from Austin, it's important to me. Uh, like we all had those summers where it was like, oh, this is the love of my life. And it may or may not have ended up being the love of your life, but it was enough to get you through that that turn in your ad- adulthood. You know what I mean? Like like your your adolescence into adulthood. It was all, It's such an incredible movie. I love your movie. Thank you. So That's amazing. F- Thank so you. Fuck whatever anybody said <laughs> at that screening. I had the pleasure of watching the movie right next to him with you having like a gigantic bowl of popcorn. It was like multi- a taste popcorn from that from that Asian theater in, in oh like, yeah where they give you like sweet popcorn next to like different sp- pies, kinds of popcorn yeah that was delicious <laughs> it was awesome but I was like emoting throughout the entire movie so I don't know what those people's problem were on Friday <laughs> that they were all silent what a bunch of Stepford people like honestly like how could you be silent during a movie that you love even you know I know I don't talk but like <gasps> gasp or a boat or sigh yeah like, just have something like have something I don't know we should we should get new friends. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I like our friends. Yeah, you can hang out with geeks. I, I just wanted to give them maybe some like, some like uh, pop rocks or something. Just something yeah, to get their emotions. Fuck out. Yeah. Um, geeks gave us Marie can hang out with us anytime. 
This on the on, on Geekscape, whatever. We'll 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 uh, we'll find out what, what she can do with this. Oh, good. And when the movie comes out, we'll promote I love it. The show. Uh, for sure on the site. We'll promote it uh, ad nauseum on the site because I'm, I'm I love this movie. And you know what? It's hard to make a film, and it's even harder to make a film as an independent. And as a female, and as a, and as a Filipino female, <laughs> to put that movie in the U.S. has got to be not easy. So uh, we will we will be catching up to date uh, with that. And of course, we're we're your Marie Jamora on Twitter. Yes, and if if they're curious to see the trailer, at least it's on whatisn'tthere.com, and uh, you can check out the trailer. There's like we have music videos and we have a soundtrack and stuff like that. Whatisn'tthere.com. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite movies of 2013, and we will hit. Blu-ray in 2014. You heard it here. Uh, Till then, uh, we're Geekscape. You can find me at Jonathan London. And uh, just in order of the business, um, this week we're shooting Miami Vice shorts that will end up on our new channel on YouTube, YouTube.com/GeekscapeTV. And then next, this coming weekend, oh God, it's not even next weekend. This coming weekend, I'll be in Boulder for the uh, Boulder International Film Festival 10-year anniversary screening of Gay by Dawn. I'll come right back, and we will premiere Inside London on the 19th. Uh, wow, you'll be hearing about that on the uh, Geekscape website. And then the following week, I believe, we launch Miami Vice. <laughs> and you can read that comic book. Or the following week after that, we'll launch Miami Vice. And then off to South by Southwest, which starts on March 7th, where we will premiere Doc of the Dead. And when I get back, I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't, because I have to come back and do another Inside London episode. <laughs> And you know what? I'll keep the Geekscape to a coven as well, guys. I promise. Uh, I'll, I'm going to record another I'll nag Geekscape. him a bit about that. In a few days, um, I, my, my artist on Miami Vice, Carl Reed, will be in town, and we're going to do another Geekscape with him. Maybe by that time we'll have seen the new RoboCop, so maybe we'll talk RoboCop. Hey, wait, I saw you. You just posted today about The Room uh, yeah. making yeah, a Greg movie? Yeah, Greg Sestero. Maybe you should have Greg Sestero on the show. That would be fun. He, he was in the movie, and he wrote that book that... Yeah, the room is going to be turned into a movie by uh, by uh, James Renaissance Franco. man yeah. James Franco. Yeah, so maybe I'll have Greg Sestero on the show to talk about the room being turned into a the making of the room being turned into a James Franco production. So yeah, we got a ton of things. It's just guys, I want to do Geekscape. It's just time, but you know what? I'll make the time because uh, you guys have done it to me for uh, you guys have done it for me for eight years, and I love each and every one of you for it. Even Matt Kelly. I will see you guys uh, next time. All right? Or at least you'll hear me. Love you. And, uh, yeah, Geekscape.net, Facebook, Twitter, now YouTube. Uh, search for Geekscape. You'll find us. YouTube.com, Geekscape TV. Hit that subscribe button. There's a lot coming down the pipe. Bye, guys. Say bye, Marie. Bye, Marie. <laughs>